0: everybody welcome to save your sorry i'm your host katrina rochelle here with my best friend and co-host jose angel where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities now today i get to come back and say oohs and ahs (laughs) why my friend gets to uh have the spotlight sir how are you
1: i am doing wonderful how are you doing
0: you know living my life like it's golden love it so, uh, who are we talking about today? Because uh, I actually don't know Nathan.
1: Yeah, this week I didn't really feel like digging into someone that deep. So, mm. instead I'll be focusing on three different celebrities that starred on a TV show together.
0: Oh my gosh, we got three stories, but they got to connect the thread. Yes. I'm ready for it.
1: The listeners will already know what show we will be talking about, but I'm going to let you guess. So without any clues, do you want to guess?
0: No, wait, hold on. I don't even get one clue.
1: Well, I have clues in here, but let's see if you can get it without any clues.
0: Okay, without any clues, three celebrities, they was all on the same show. They got to be semi-problematic sh- people in the show. And the show's got to do show with the show show.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. No, no guesses clues. at all? I can't. Um, different strokes.
1: No. Clue one. Okay. If you could gaze into the future.
0: No, the fuck. (laughs) Life is... Is that so Raven?
1: That's so Raven. The three celebrities... Go Ray. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not that easy. The three celebrities we'll be talking about are Raven Simone, who played Raven Baxter, Orlando Brown, who played Eddie Thomas, and Kyle Massey, who played Corey Baxter.
0: Oh, Snap. Okay. I'm ready for this one.
1: Um, before we get started, were you a That's a so Raven fan?
0: Was I okay, pull so- up in the gonstone <laughs> <Gauntleto in laughs> La <Laca? laughs> But um yeah, I loved That's a so Raven. Um, it came to me when I was an actual teenager. Whereas you know, Hannah, Montana Wizards and all that, that was when I was coming out of that. But yeah, that's all so Raven was was fantastic. I loved Raven. It was all it was it, it was everything.
1: Okay, I thought so, but every, every now and then, you know, I throw out something that I think we both love, and you're like, yeah, I actually didn't like that. So I just wanted to make sure.
0: <laughs> I was a poser. I just pretended.
1: <laughs> so first complaint is Raven. Raven was born as Raven Simone Christina Perman. Raven was born December 10th, 1985, making her a Sagittarius. Before Raven even turned to, she was put to work as a model. Damn. Raven was a really cute kid, so maybe they just thought that, but whatever. I'm not going to get all my kids should be working soapbox today.
0: <laughs> put it away. <laughs> put it away.
1: Yeah. You guys heard it. Enough if you listen to our other episodes. The family soon moved from Atlanta to New York to help Raven's career, and she found work as a model for Cool Whip, Jell-O, Ritz, to name a few. Cool Whip. She started acting and was in The Cosby Show in 1989, so at just four years old, and she's on this very popular show. Iconic. Iconic. And she played Olivia. 1994, she was in the remake of The Lower Rascals. 1998, she was in Dr. Doolittle and Dr. Doolittle 2 in 2001. And she appeared in guest box of some popular TV shows like The Fresh Prince, My Wife and Kids. Honestly, when I try to put some of the work in here normally, I try to put their most popular ones. Just so you get a feel of them. But with Raven, she just has so much great work that I feel millennials around our age you know they get that nostalgia feeling when you see her work
0: i i definitely agree i agree
1: yeah there was a lot of it that i was looking at, i'm like oh i forgot about that movie or, oh i forgot that shows in this
0: yeah i was definitely as a child and teenager watching almost everything that um raven was in
1: yeah i kind of feel like we grew up with raven <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, you know, she was a, a Black girl. She was like a curvy Black girl. Hell, yeah, she was my role model.
1: Yeah, at and first, that, at first. It's <laughs> something with Raven. She was a Black actress, and she was curvier than most actresses out there. So mm-hmm. it, it was good to see her out there. And it, this was be whole, before the whole body positivity movement, where you just see Raven out there.
0: Yeah, she used to get shit for it, and now everybody trying to look like that.
1: (laughs) I was watching an interview where she was talking about that, like how she got shit so much in her life, especially like when she entered her teenage years to her mid twenties. About that, Mm -hmm. and no one really, I I guess she don't put think about it. Like when you think about body positivity, that she was one of the first. Yeah, at least recent ones. In 1993, Raven put out her first album. Here's to New Dreams. Which fun fact? Raven was the first artist that Missy Elliott wrote songs for.
0: <laughs> I gotta listen to these old Raven songs.
1: <laughs> I also saw on the FamousPeople.com that Missy gave Raven singing lessons, but that's the only place I saw that. So I don't know how accurate that is.
0: I have and- to ask on Twitter. Hope somebody answers are- us.
1: <laughs> In 2003 to 2007, Raven had the main role as Raven Baxter, and that's so Raven. She sang the theme song, and Orlando Bloom not Orlando Bloom, Orlando Brown) rapped a verse. From there, she was in Cheetah Girls, and she seemed to have steady work. It did start slowing down a little bit, but I think that was more of Raven's choosing.
0: Mm-hmm. Cheetah Girls was iconic. Sorry, just had to put that in there as well. I mean, it was wonderful. It was great. It was beautiful.
1: It was produced by Whitney Houston. <laughs> it was was it? hmm See, I'm not a huge Cheetah Girls fan, but I oh. I respect the impact. I know a lot of people love that movie.
0: Oh, first, I don't I I don't know. Cheetah Girls 3, never met her, don't want to meet her. But those first two. <laughs> Are my sisters? I love them. I nurture them. I tuck them into bed at 10 p.m.
1: Okay. <laughs> I seen Raven talked about a lot about needing a rest and she did retire a bit when she was 25. Mm-hmm. And I mean she has put in the work. I right? think she deserved to rest for a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. You said at age two, they was already rolling old girl out. She was an embryo and they had her doing work.
1: From so, yeah. yeah. That's why she's, she had steady work. And from 2 to 25, I felt like she was working. She was working. And I watched, even the research I did for this, just watching her interviews, I love seeing her talk about it. I love her saying, you know, there's always that character, Like, they're telling you, oh, keep doing this, keep doing this. When you're older, you can rest when you're older. Okay. And it just wasn't working for her anymore. You know, she wanted to rest. She wanted to take a break. And good for her. I think that's very good.
0: She took her time.
1: Fun fact. she. Also pre- previously was a roommate with fan of the pod, Lindsay Lohan.
0: I did know that. I knew that because I was a teenager obsessed with teenager things, and I used to buy those dumbass teen magazines like J14 and M. And they used to have like little blurbs like that. And I definitely remember reading that they were roommates. I don't know. I know weird shit like that.
1: <laughs> like little factoids,
0: yeah, like little factoids, little trivia bits, and all that shit for no reason.
1: <laughs> she says they didn't really see the, each other much, but these two huge Disney stars living together—that would be a cool friendship. Mm-hmm. Raven would later go on to join the View, and one thing Lawrence talked about is Jennifer Lawrence in one of her interviews somewhat took a dig at Lindsay, and they were just talking about it on the View, and Raven stood up for Lindsay. And when Joy Behar called Lindsay a pathetic case, Raven said she's not a pathetic case because she has life issues just like everyone else. And anytime I've seen people try to bait Raven into badmouthing Lindsay, she always took the high road. And one thing I love is loyalty. They mm-hmm. might not be friends now, but at a time, even for a brief period, they were... And I love that Raven has always stood by her when Lindsay had been an easy target to attack.
0: Yeah, this ain't 7, uh three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine no more. Like, goddamn, the Lindsay jokes is old.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> Why was y'all still saying stuff like that anyway? But I, I do I do like that. I do think um it's great that she had a sense of like, there's some lines I don't want or need to cross, and I'm not gonna let you cross them in front of me either.
1: I actually do, for the most part, like how Raven conducts herself in interviews and talks how she wants to talk you know she gets her point across and the things she doesn't want to say she doesn't want to say but here mm-hmm. is where it she has some let's she say states, questionable things yeah beliefs <laughs> yeah and that's why yeah. she's on this episode today in 2014 raven appeared on oprah's where are they now and something that raven said internet in the interview seemed to ruffle a little feathers so I want to go over them and then we'll give our opinion to see if who if Raven was in the wrong or what. Okay, okay. <laughs> Oprah is asking Raven about her being gay and Raven does the slow she is in a relationship with a woman. But she doesn't want to be labeled as gay. She says, quote, I want to be labeled a human who loves humans. I'm tired of being labeled. I'm an American. I'm not an African-American. Oprah even Tells her she's going to a lot of flack for saying she's not African-American. So, let's break that down into two segments. Is there anything wrong with Raven saying she doesn't want to be labeled as gay?
0: Oh, did she just say she didn't want to be labeled as gay or she didn't want to be labeled?
1: She says, I want to be labeled a human who loves humans. Uh, I'm tired of being labeled.
0: Um... The short answer is um no, she's not wrong. <laughs> that's, that's the short answer, so I'll just say
1: no. I I agree with you. And I don't 100% know if she's technically gay if you have to put a label on her because she has said she was interested in males and females in the interview. And yeah,
0: but times have changed. That woman is gay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think um Unless you're trying to date someone, it doesn't matter what their orientation is. Uh-huh. Raven at times has referred to herself as gay or lesbian now in the future. Uh, people want to label everything, and sometimes those labels can be empowering, but I don't have a problem with Raven saying she doesn't, doesn't want to be labeled as gay. Uh-huh. So that one's not too bad. Now, the African American title. Yeah. <laughs> Raven would later clarify, saying she didn't say she wasn't Black. She knows she's Black, but she's also American. She views it as someone who immigrated from Africa would be African-American. And her family has been here for generations. So she sees her roots as being here and not from Africa. Okay. So, (laughs) knowing more context to that quote and how she kind of defended it
0: yeah
1: how do you feel about it
0: um i think it was a trying to be too smart smarty pants type of quote to the point where she realized she fucked up that's why it needed to be clarified that's why i said the short to that other one the short answer is no and I'll tell you why now, because we've gotten to the second part. She she's doing this interview where she's gotta come out as gay, even though she don't want to. And everybody knows how that tends to affect people in Hollywood in more uh in, in worse in, in, in poor ways than good ways. So she's trying to turn this in a way that it doesn't seem so scandalous, which it's not. She's Correct. Being gay or liking somebody of the same sex or whatever is that that's not scandalous or dangerous or any of that stuff. So it's like, man, I'm tired of all these dumbass labels. Everybody just wants to label me this, this and that when I am just a human who happened to fall in love with another human who happens to be the same gender I am. To the point where I don't want to be labeled as uh, anything. I also don't want to be labeled as African-American. Fuck those Africans. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's just like, I just think the answer just got too smart. Um, If that's, if that's what you want, if that's what you think, do I believe that? No. Do I think it sounds like, A little bit of bullshit, yes. But if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But it sounds like she knew that it kind of looked crazy, so she tried to clean it up. But, yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, stupid. Uh. Okay, but... And I'm not even trying to argue with you. I don't really have an opinion on the matter. Go ahead and play devil's advocate. Yeah. (laughs) But do you see, as a Black woman, uh, and not saying you're the representative, You know, you don't represent all the black community, but (laughs) but do you, how do you feel that, you know, you would always be labeled as African-American. You never just get American. You're always a hyphenate.
0: I don't know. It's, I, I I, I, I feel two ways about that. I, I don't, it doesn't matter because when you see me, you see what you see. Yes. Okay. So, um, I choose to have. Um, a proudness and a—I I choose to be connected and embrace that being African American, having African descendants and ancestors and all that stuff, and then being in here at, at in this country and all that. You know, I I embrace all that. So I don't really view it as that it, it is what it is i'll never be american and you kind of don't want to be fully american these days <laughs> so that's that's kind of how it is uh but that's also so it's like society's going to treat me how they're going to treat me whether i label myself as something or not number one and i choose to label myself as Amer- african-american or black or whichever one somebody says it's just, just not the n-word you know what i'm saying
1: I, I totally understand where you're coming from, but, you know, I would always have that label as Mexican-American. You always have that label of African-American. And we're never just American, but we are just as American as the white people.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree on that front. It's just that everything... Unfortunately, it has to do with race in such a way that sometimes they do need these labels to identify you and your experience, as well as your advantages and disadvantages in this world. So I do understand. Like, don't nobody want to be no statistic? Don't nobody want to be a number? Don't nobody just want to be a label of a race? Yeah. But I, 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 I but I feel like you're only that if that's how you view yourself. I don't view myself as Katrina, the African American. <laughs> you know, I'm Katrina who happens to be an African American, and who is proud to be an African American. But that's just not my whole identity.
1: I, so. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. I just think that even to today, Raven still gets a lot of flack for this comment, saying, you know, anytime something's about her, it's like, oh, but she's not black. She's not African American. Like you know, in a sarcastic, especially from. Mm-hmm.
0: And didn't she say she was from like, all these different countries, too? Uh, she, they was roasting her about that shit, too.
1: She did say. She's like, I'm from every country in Africa besides one. I'm from every country in Europe besides one. And you talked about her DNA test. It's like, okay, right,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I just think people kind of, view, and you're right, people in the Black community did and still give her flack for this. But, yeah, and I think that's... Um, some Black people just thinking that she seemed full of herself and maybe, like, she's better than us being the Black community. Some people just not liking Raven. And
1: then... Especially compiled... Some people just
0: not understanding what she meant, maybe.
1: I, I do see a lot of people saying that Raven kind, kind of attacks the Black community at times. So that will be the rest of her segment that we're talking about right here. All right. So Raven stepped out of retirement and joined the View in 2015 to 2016, and she said something that rubbed people the wrong way out there. They were talking about Rodner Figueroa being fired from saying for saying Michelle Obama looked like she is of the cast of the Planet of the Apes, and for some reason Raven took it upon herself to defend him and asked, "Was he being racist?" And she doesn't believe he was saying it in a racist way. And she goes on to say, quote, not Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, don't fire me f- from this right now. But some people do look like animals. Look, like, I look like a bird, so can I be mad if someone calls me Toucan Sam? I think Raven is trying to be funny.
0: This bitch ain't no stand-up comedian. <laughs> but you ain't whoopy. <laughs>
1: She later stood by her comments saying, I don't believe that she looks like a racially charged animal that has been connected to the Black community for a year, for years and years. However, I do know people that look like animals. And she said, I did not defend the man. I said, what he said was very distasteful. And I think the organization is in the right to fire him. She would later go on Twitter and said, I can't. And I'm not going to back down from what I believe in, which is some people people look look like animals. animals.
0: Okay. If she said, okay. Okay. In her apology or her statement, whatever, she said that she did condemn, like she did say that he should have been fired. And that was insensitive or whatever. Uh Did she say that in the view though? During the view segment?
1: No, she was just like, is he coming off racist? Is he racist? Was it racist? And then she says that comment. Uh, Some people do look like animals.
0: And that's it. Okay, so yeah, Raven's on that bullshit. Just, I just need <laughs> to get clarification before I say that. She's on that bullshit because, yes, you did. When you do not outwardly and directly say that that was insensitive or that was wrong or that was not right or no, no she doesn't, but instead ask questions it sounds like you are agreeing and or justifying his dumbass statement because he said some bullshit and you responded with well some people really do look like animals <laughs> therefore you are giving credence you are validating his dumbass comment so raven that was that was that was stupid um, and you lied in your statement or your apology or your statement apology because you didn't. You didn't condemn it. You didn't think that he should have been fired because if you thought all that shit, you would have said it at the view when you had the cameras and lights on it. But instead, bitch, you wanted to be Dave Chappelle Amy Schumer in this bitch and let off some toucan Sam jokes. She thought because she raped one of herself because she called herself a rainbow beaked bird that everybody was going to laugh. No, bitch, he called her a monkey.
1: And I think right there is 100% what the problem is. He, it's not like he taught her a poodle or something. He didn't call her a bird. He said an ape, which we all they know. Taught, they, is, t- they called
0: us monkeys and apes for decades and years as a way to dehumanize us and treat us like animals and say we belonged in cages and say we didn't deserve proper treatment and we had to drink out of certain things that weren't connected to whites and we had to be in certain places. Like, bitch, what are you talking about, Raven? Yeah. That validating that one statement is basically in a way saying that that all that other stuff that they used to do connected to calling black people various apes and monkeys and, and stuff like that is was was not a problem, was not debilitating, and that didn't have a bad that didn't affect our culture and our community to this day.
1: Exactly. That was one, another time while discussing a study about Americans making racist assumptions about names raven says she wouldn't say racist but discriminatory which the rest of the uh panel seems to agree with which okay but then she says quote and i'm very discriminatory against words like the ones they were saying in those names and she's talking about a viral video where two boys say ghetto names Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and says quote i'm not about to hire you if your name is watermelon drea I'm just not going. Door- it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to hire you. Was Raven wrong for those comments?
0: Yes, because this was. A, it was talking about. I felt like two. I felt like they were commenting about a video, a viral video, or this 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 uh, influencer steady. slash. Oh wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry. So what was it about again?
1: It was about the names. About oh. Americans making racist assumptions about names and then they do play a video where it has the i the video calls it ghetto names
0: okay 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 now i know what okay that's what okay that's what i got confused yes they were intersecting two things that i felt like did not need to be intersected and they shadily intersected that video with that study slash point to validate uh, people giving credence to not uh, to 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 black people with unique slash different slash uncommon names. Basically what I'm saying is that they said, uh, look at this video, of these black people saying all these ghetto ass names that, you know, we call them ghetto, but I truly don't believe those names. It's just, they're just weird ass names, like white people, like Hispanic people, like all people have different and uncommon names in their culture. And we just have ones that are more publicly made fun of and stereotypical. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think she's just she just wanted an excuse to say she didn't want to hire somebody because they have this name. But that doesn't negate people's talent and abilities. That's just a way for people to be racist um, and have an excuse. But uh, I don't I don't agree with them doing that whole study thing and playing that thing like it. They, there's no correlations. Like they were gonna, and, yeah. Yes. In that long ass rant. I'm just saying there was no correlation. <laughs> <laughs> And Raven was wrong. And anybody who thinks like Raven is wrong, it's not like Raven is just the only person wrong. Anybody who does any headhunting, recruiting, hiring, and they have that state of mind, I don't respect it.
1: Yeah. I mean, people really can't control their names. I guess they can legally change their name, but it does seem to be affecting more of quote unquote black names. Like you're not seeing anyone going after all the freaking Haydens out there or whatever a white name is, Leaf. (laughs) Leaf. Bambi, Barbie, I don't know.
0: (laughs) I know tons of Leafs.
1: (laughs) So this is Raven's apology for that comment saying, I'd like to begin by saying I was not attacking a specific race, but repeating a name that was said in a viral video, which has received over 2 million likes. I have been denied many jobs because of my skin color, body size, and age. Each time I was rejected, my self-esteem was negatively affected. So I empathize with those who feel victimized by what I said. We should hope that when it comes to hiring our names, physical appearance, sexual orientation, and age would never outweigh our qualifications. But oftentimes they do, that's the truth and it sucks. But I should not be a part of the problem, I should be part of the solution. As an equal opportunity employer, I have never discriminated against the name. Even though I said I would, it's not true. My comment was in poor taste. My lack of empathy empathy towards name discrimination was uncalled for. I would also like to say that on Friday, my account was hacked and those are not my works. That last little sentence about her account being hacked is in reference to a tweet saying, I'm not African-American nor Black. It took me time to find myself and I finally done so. To be honest, I'm actually dark white.
0: That would be a fucking hilarious. way. <laughs> no, okay. I'm actually dark white. <laughs> Give me some of that dark white chocolate bar. I, I
1: don't think if she did post that, she has been sincere. I don't know if she was hacked or not. I, if she wasn't hacked, I do think she would be trolling. I can see Raven posting that as a troll. Uh, she kind of went
0: over like a lid balloon.
1: Yeah. She kind of has that sense of humor where maybe she like doubled down and like made a joke of it first until she had to apologize. But that's, she said she was hacked. And I see that dark white comment a lot as well.
0: I'm too (laughs) can't (laughs) say. For her to say that she would discriminate against somebody with those types of names, but then (laughs) immediately when she gets the backlash, I know I said I would discriminate, but I wouldn't. Yes, I lied. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I also think she's on a show calling <laughs> you. She's being paid to give her view. Like, I I don't know. There was petitions for her to be fired, but can we really get mad at her for expressing her view? I mean, yeah,
0: yeah yes, but wait, no. yes, but no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't agree with what she said, but I don't think she should be fired over it. Like, it's her view.
0: No, I think you should get fired from the view when you say downright racist xenophobic transphobic homophobic crazy shit that is not only inaccurate but um is like mis- misinformed and misdirected or whatever that's when i feel like you should be fired the view is the view because they want that they want they want another motherfucking elizabeth hasselbeck rosie o'donnell split screen they would die they would die for another moment like that.
1: Yeah, it should be like a discussion. It should be a debate.
0: Open forum. Yeah. So yes, people are allowed to get mad at her dumbass comments, but she shouldn't be fired for that. I would not say. Um, but I do believe that her first answer was the truth. It was her truth, whether she wants to embrace it or not. If that's what you said, and it came from your heart. That's what you think. And what you truly think is that you, and and what kills me is that you try to relate after shitting on them with (laughs) a name like mine, you know, sometimes I have been rejected. Well then it would, it would probably be, huh, maybe I shouldn't do that to other people, but until you have to, it's like when she apologizes, she sees, her, the, the the wronging of her ways because somebody's telling her she's wrong, but she didn't feel that way because she thought she was right in that moment. So basically all that told me is that, you know, Raven just has, you know, a decent pub publicist, but she truly does judge people by their, judge books by their cover. Yeah, their I names.
1: agree. And I think a part so of it is- We are
0: only, we should do the same
1: to her. <laughs> I think a part of it is- her trying to be funny, her trying to get a good comment in, a good singer, like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna discriminate. Ha ha. Wait, it didn't work. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> so Raven is now starring in Raven's Home. And just recently on March 23rd, 2022, she walked out in protest of the Florida Don't Say Gay Bill. Mm. And that's where we leave off with Raven. I think as long as she's not on a show like The View, she would do great. Great actress, funny, and I personally still love Raven. And everyone's going to have bad take on things from time to time. I have yeah. them. You have them. We all have them.
0: Not me. Yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> as right, long As long as you
1: can take something from it and learn from it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause Raven, I ain't never yelled at a girl like this.
1: that. Quote lives in my head, vet free. Like I'm always going to. You.
0: Oh my
1: gosh! Just like the one when um
0: she fell out. Um, the quote she said after that lives in my head. Raise your hand if you were scared.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was too. But and
0: Tyra was terrified. <laughs>
1: The new quote that's making its rounds in my head is, "Get your ass up (laughs) and get to work." No one wants to work. (laughs) As horrible as that quote is,
0: say it, say it with nobody wants to fucking work anymore.
1: (laughs) So true. So true. (laughs) Okay.
0: About the dude, Courtney Kardashian (laughs) ad lib. So true. (laughs) That's
1: what makes it so much better.
0: (laughs) Okay, but yeah, to finish the thoughts on Raven, I think uh, Raven, you know, she has her legacy and she does have polarizing or very unique beliefs and statements, just like any other celebrity. But the thing is that she was on The View, unlike these other people. So we really got to see the sides we liked of her and the sides that we didn't like of her. And that just happens as you get more exposure to people, but uh, I think she, she'll still, you know, have her legacy, but I probably don't want to listen to her talk about topics anymore.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Next up is Orlando Brown. OB. And if I say Orlando Bloom, I'm so sorry. It, it I kept getting it confused
0: i'm not gonna correct you just no, like correct me. Every, every time you, you wait until i do two miss two mess ups and like so katrina you actually have been saying this <laughs> <laughs> I'm like ah shit
1: i kept even when i was researching this i kept typing orlando bloom and i was like dating kerry katie perry what and i'm like that was the <laughs> So Orlando Brown was born December 4th, 1987, also mm-hmm. making him a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Orlando kind of started off a strong child actor, not as strong as Raven, but he was making some moves. 1995 was his first role, so at just eight years old, he's in the movie Major Pain. From there, he is in the Jamie Foxx show and a re role. He's in Waynehead, Moesha. He was on Sister Sister for an episode, on Family Matters for 21 episodes. Mm. He voiced Sticky Web on the Proud Family for 38 episodes. Mm-hmm. And he seemed to be one of the next big Rising Stars.
0: Yep. He was the token, token black boy on the on the show, on the Disney show. There he was only going up.
1: Yeah. He was on that So Raven, but after 2007, it just kind of piddles out. I don't know if he just transitioned from, you know, child star to adult star, or if it was something more personal. There are allegations of mental health issues and drug issues that we're getting into. In 2008, he did go missing for a little bit. He went for a trip to the 7-Eleven, and he was not seen again for over 24 hours. He left his manager's house and was only supposed to be gone a few minutes, but then he just disappeared. He had had a bad performance at a club the night prior, and when he returned, he said he just felt lost and just had to be alone. So already, it seems like he's going down a, a bad path a little. hmm uh-huh. Orlando did have an album in 2006. I saw mentions of a second album, but I don't know if it ever came out. I didn't see another second album. I saw he had a few singles, but not a second album. 2007, he was arrested for drug possession in Texas after cops pulled him over for driving at night without his headlights on and found marijuana on him. Damn.
0: Not a, not so a huge So high, he didn't even turn on his headlights.
1: I, yeah. Yeah. It could have been avoided, you know, with his headlights being on. In 2011, he was arrested for a DUI, and he did not have a license plate on his car. And when the cops pulled him over, he reeked of alcohol, and he had to do some court ordered alcohol classes. In 2013, after failing to complete the classes, he was sentenced to 180 day sentence in jail. I could not find out how long he ended up serving at the time of his incarceration. It was assumed he would only serve 27 days because of overcrowding. But I did not see how much he actually ended up serving. Besides BET, I didn't see a lot of articles on this. It was like page not found or just one sentence article on TMZ. In 2014, he went to a woman's apartment and the woman calls 911. The woman is unnamed but she's on the phone with 911 and you can hear a man who sounds like Orlando yelling the man on the audio and he's outside of her apartment. The man on the audio is saying he's going to kill her, her three year old child and her mom. She's asking the dispatcher to send someone. And is like, can you not hear this? I'm not making this up. You have sent someone, you have sent cops for a homeless man drinking outside. Like why aren't you sending someone? And she claims she knows Orlando and he made passes at her, but she was not interested because she was 40 and he was 28 at the time. He is arrested and released after he paid a fine. So they do end up sending police over there after he threatened her. But the prosecutor says they could not prosecute for death threats because they believe the woman did not fear for her life and they had insufficient evidence.
0: I would have told him uh, that first part was wholly unnecessary. It sounds like y'all just couldn't find some evidence. But don't be saying that I didn't fear for my life. Bitch, I was getting threatened.
1: And she's calling totally 911. Does, doesn't that prove she's fearing for her life?
0: Yeah, I don't understand that part. Just I understand uh, police not getting enough evidence because, you know, sometimes you, it's not there and sometimes they're lazy. But don't be saying that she wasn't fearing for her life as an excuse to get y'all
1: out. I found that very disrespectful as well. I thought it was kind of just pushing her aside, Like, oh, it was fine. She was fine. She didn't really care.
0: Yeah, salt in the wound. He's Uh out. And uh, it's not like she was really in any danger.
1: And for insufficient evidence, they have audio on the 911 recording, which I listened to. I don't know how much they needed. Like, his voice is on there or his alleged voice is on there. If he
0: ain't got no motherfucking alibi... U-G-L-Y.
1: Now, Orlando, so Orlando's side of the story is he went to her apartment to tell her boyfriend there was nothing going on between them and the woman was a stalker. And that's not him on the audio recording. He just happened to be there. Okay, whatever. And the neighbors also called 911 because they claimed he had a weapon. But I could not find if he had a weapon when he was arrested.
0: Damn, but there's neighbors right there. There's your witness.
1: Yeah. (laughs) In the article I read, it says he was going to be charged with three misdemeanors, but I did not see the outcome. So I'm not a hundred percent sure if anything happened there on people.com. It said the fine he paid was a deal with prosecutors. So maybe it was done after that. So he paid a fine, he was released and it was done. And he was, I believe he was intoxicated when that happened. 2016, Orlando and his girlfriend are arguing while driving, and Orlando pulls into a parking lot. He then hits his girlfriend, and someone calls the police. And the police don't have to drive far, because the parking lot Orlando pulled into is the police station parking lot.
0: Okay.
1: Orlando refuses to leave the car, and they find meth on him, and he is arrested for domestic battery drug possession and resisting arrest because he would not get out the car. Orlando misses his court appearance and a warrant is put out for his arrest. Almost two years later, Orlando is having an argument with his girlfriend and her mom and the cops are called and he is arrested for his warrant. After the arrest, once he gets out of jail, he again misses his court date and on April 13, 2018, he is arrested by bounty hunters in his shirt and underwear. And you can actually find the video online Orlando is a dog. (laughs) It it wasn't Dog the Bounty Hunter, but.
0: It it wasn't Dwayne the Dog Chapman.
1: (laughs) But it was two Bounty Hunters. And I don't know if he was renting a place or renting a room or what, but there's a house and they're asking the guy, is Orlando in here? And the guy's not pretty much giving them an answer, saying they can't go in, but they're saying they can because they know he's in here. So they go in, they get him, they break down the door and they arrest him.
0: That's like how they got... That's like how they got William H. Macy in Fargo. Never seen it. If you've seen it, Fargo's a great film, but if you see the end and then you... you, Basically, this man got arrested in his t-shirt and draws. Parallels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where When they get him, they ask Orlando, what's your name? What's your name? Because I think they need that to arrest him. Like, you know, state your name. And... He's like, What's the matter? What's going on, sir? What's going on? And they're like, Don't act dumb. Like, we know who you are, whatever. So they just get him. They arrested him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That was April 13th. So on June 5th, 2018, he is again arrested for possession of drugs and paraphernalia. And again, for an outstanding warrant. This has been two years of an outstanding warrant. I don't get why they keep letting him go if he's. Has an outstanding warrant. Like, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: This is the one b- black man who cannot stay in a jail. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah I, I did not say that.
0: <laughs> that sounds crazy as hell. They will not jail this black man. <laughs> but it's like, if y'all ain't ordering him to court order rehab and you're not putting him in a jail where, uh, I mean, drugs are prominent in jail as well, but it's like, y'all are literally just giving permission for this man to kill himself because you, you, you're you not doing anything. Yeah, and I'm not even... And hurt people. Like, like if he's not killing himself, he's inflicting pain on others. The so charges, it's like, what?
1: The charges he has right now are, like, drug possession and domestic violence. It's not like he's going to get a lot of time. Like, I don't understand why they keep releasing him just to arrest him for an outstanding warrant. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, it's like nobody's looking over his record and really trying to help this man.
1: So September 2018, he breaks into a friend's restaurant, a childhood friend's restaurant, and tries to change the locks. So, I'm not really sure. I don't know. It's a weird case, and there is <clears> security <throat> footage, and it just looks like he's pacing back and forth, and he is arrested for burglary. So I don't know if he took something out of there, but it set off an alarm. Like, you know, restaurants have alarms. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sometimes you ain't got to steal shit to be charged with certain things. You broke in, bitch, you're a robber.
1: And he does get 23 days in jail for possession of crystal meth and burglary.
0: Don't let me show up in, in the spot with some some CM. Bitch, I'm, I'm out of here for a year or more. <laughs> this man got 23 days? Yeah. For Miss Crystal?
1: And his friends and family stage an intervention so he can get help with drugs, alcohol, and mental health issues. But he's only in rehab for a week, and then he leaves. And you see him on a video walking down the street barefoot while carrying a box of wine. Oh, shit. And a man is following him, saying, this is why he doesn't have any family, and he was just trying to show him some love. And Orlando better get away from his house before he knocks him the fuck out. Wait, what? It looks like he's
0: this... he's he's barefoot with a box of wine walking around.
1: And there's this, this guy who has a cell phone
0: uh-huh.
1: videoing him, saying, "This is why you don't have oh. family. This is why, yeah, like this." Somebody's
0: is... putting him on the shame. Yeah, i
1: on blast. I try to help you. You did something to screw it up. So say the fuck away from my house.
0: <sighs> Whoa. Feel two ways about this addicts are addicts and they can and sometimes do fucked up shit but they are humans so i do not like the whole we gotta expose him put him on the internet especially if the since this is a man who has been already exposed and everybody knows his issues i think it's kind of fucked up on your on your behalf cut the man off don't help the man but you ain't got to cut him off and then kick him in the dirt. I know he might have wronged that person, but I just I feel like the grace is given by not retaliating and accepting and either helping them or dismissing them. But you you don't have to add salt to the wound. You don't have to be cruel. I.
1: But it's also like, what
0: the fuck did he do?
1: But I also don't know if it was in a cruel way. I think it might have been more of I'm to expose you, so maybe you'll get help. People will reach out to you, you get help.
0: No, nah, that's exploitive. We don't do shit like that. Um, filming somebody in their worst moments as a concerned citizen makes you look like a big asshole. Because, like I said before, this is a man who people are aware of his issues. Yeah. And so what... If you're not helping him financially or emotionally, what is videotaping him in this vulnerable, fucked up moment and then putting it on the Internet doing? No. All it shows is that if he were to get help and get clean, this is a video he's always going to see circulating the Internet Number one. Or if he never gets clean, it's like a trigger for you to go down a rabbit hole if you were to sit like, oh, this is it. yeah, they got me out here looking like this. And I, I don't I don't see no point in that. And that that would be worse than if he if Orlando um, fucked that fucked up, uh, did something to that man. I would rather Orlando did something to that man. And in retaliation, he exposed him with a video than you try to be a concerned person and putting them on blast but either either way I think it's a dick a dick move.
1: Well if you know who loves to exploit people and put them on TV.
0: Dr. Phil. Wait, Dr. Phil. I, oh I was right. <laughs> First answer. Bitch so I was he, gonna go uh yonla next.
1: He does go on Dr. Phil a month later in October.
0: Dr. Phil's a bitch.
1: <laughs> and Orlando is wearing these weird snake contact lens so it makes his eyes look like snake eyes. Okay. And he does it because, I guess, to honor his father, who he claims is Michael Jackson. Okay. He keeps getting the age of his kids wrong and saying the wrong name. He says at one point he has a two-year-old, and Dr. Phil says, okay, what's the two-year-old's name? And he says, well, I don't know yet. It's still in her stomach. He says, so she's been pregnant for two years. And he says, I don't know. I don't really know all my kids. So I've just started to learn. Um, and at one point, he says he's Michael Jackson's son. At another point, he says he's Will Smith's son. And his interview is not really making any sense at all.
0: And he see? does he seem like he's there? No. Okay. So the rumors are true, basically. Dr. Phil and they producers be putting these people up on TV under the influence because here's the dealio. You could have either had Orlando Brown on there sober or you could have refused this interview if he refused to go on there sober. But the man sounds like he was high or drunk off his ass. And you saw a way to um, make money off of this celebrity who's going through a tough time, who's really in the news cycle right now. And you put him on
1: TV. Dr. Phil is, you know, offering rehab and treatment, but Orlando is claiming at that point in the interview, he's saying he's four years sober, but it's obviously a lie. Mm -hmm. So Orlando also gets a tattoo of Raven in 2018, which when Raven is asked about it on a red carpet event, she just promotes her show Raven's Home.
0: Yeah, because who the fuck, who are you to bring up that stuff? They, You bitch. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's a funny little clip there. They asked her about it and she's like, oh, we're watch that So Raven. And, you know, she starts walking away. And then her co-star, her, who plays her son on the show, he's like, Raven's home, Raven's home, not that So Raven. And it's just like a funny little clip. <laughs> in 2017, he releases his own sets tape.
0: Okay.
1: Which, which I remember in 2017, his name was trending or something. And, you know, when you click on Twitter and it's just like pops up. Yeah. Oh, you saw it? Uh, yeah. I, when I was reading this, I'm like, "Oh my god, I did see that."
0: You know, I've seen all types of things, but um, I'm glad I didn't see that one. <laughs>
1: I'm and glad. so, there's other things. I it's not really making big headlines. You know, he's really only known for that survey, and it's been years since it's been off at this point—ten plus yep. years.
0: Yeah, this was really, it got into the mainstream media for a second, but this was really, to put it, it was more Black news than anything. I
1: I agree. I agree.
0: This was Black community news because this was who we knew. Because like you said, he was in all the 90s. In early 2000s sitcoms, like he was...
1: Black sitcoms, really?
0: Yeah, black sitcoms, you know, the Hanging with uh, Mr. Cooper, the Major Pains, those are the classics, the cult classics and stuff. So we had seen him, like Raven, maybe not on that high scale, but we, uh, like Raven, had seen him grow up. And he was like the little token black dude with the swagger because there was other people on Raven who were black, but he was like supposed to be like the cool down one. Uh huh. And then Raven eventually ends. And the interest is it. Fa- I don't know if he was losing money, but I know he wasn't famous anymore. And then he goes down this big ass, like literally a 180 from how we knew him. And then he was just on everywhere. He was on Vlad TV, giving interviews because unfortunately, Everybody knew that he was polarizing and he might be on drugs. So he was going to give you an entertaining soundbite and people were just taking advantage. Uh, He's on fucking Dr. Phil, who, of course, took advantage. I mean, and then he's not making the best decisions because I know I know now, if not later, Releasing your sex tape and getting Raven tattooed and all the various crazy things he said, he, he's not going to look back upon that fondly. He might see it as a journey, but I don't think he would look back fondly on those memories.
1: Yeah. So in 2020, Orlando says Nick Cannon performed oral sex on him Whoa. and he liked it and Nick Cannon did it while well, dressed as a woman.
0: That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, this is a
1: sentence. So Nick Cannon responded with, and this is just his quote, so I'll just read it. When I first saw this, I thought it was fucking hilarious. But then, after putting a little cognitive effort and analytical thought to the situation, I figured what a great opportunity for a teachable moment. First off, let me say I am praying for you, young brother Orlando, even though I don't really know him personally. I have always loved and enjoyed his talent and have been a fan of his past work. He was fucking brilliant and major pain and had us all laughing on that. So, Raven, I mean, that's probably like the best response they canon could give. Like,
0: yeah,
1: do you even entertain that? Really?
0: Mm-hmm. And it's... I feel like it's semi sincere. I'm not saying semi because I don't believe him, but I think, you know, with all celebrity statements, there's a little, you know, fluff and uh, sparkle to it. But um, Nick Cannon was a child star himself, so he could understand the fact that while he himself didn't have a breakdown of this proportion Or, you know, delve into drugs or alcoholism or things like that, like Orlando and other previous child stars has. He he probably knows the mindset of when the work might not be coming in as much or when you're stressed or when you could find the temptation to delve into that lifestyle. Um, And I'm glad that he acknowledged that it was funny. And I like that because that's what everybody was doing. A lot of people, well, eventually people finally got their head out their asses and was like, yeah, this is not right. But everybody at first was laughing because it was. I don't want to delve into too much and say too much, but, you know, in black culture and in, in the hood, you tend to have these figures that you see a lot every day. and. A lot of those figures are people who are panhandlers or out uh, or who, who do drugs. And sometimes those people do like crazy things in public and we laugh, but we're not seeing the deeper pain, which is this person is homeless. This person is an addict. This person is not trying to be a clown. This person is
1: just on drugs. Yeah. And I think especially online, especially when it's a celebrity, you don't have that human element you have the mm-hmm. you just take that face value like haha this is funny he's saying this crazy shit he's act, he's acting a fool Let's laugh at him pretty much it's yeah i mean you have your people out there who are like he needs help but at the same time the majority of people are laughing at him
0: yeah i didn't it at first it was like oh look at eddie from raven that's what raven doing this crazy shit with like 10% like, oh, no, this is right. And then eventually as the years passed, more of the tide was finally on the, okay, this man needs help. Y'all need to stop recording this man. Y'all need to stop posting this man. This man needs to get some help. Like finally, it took a while, but it, yeah, that human element was lost and it was so like, oh, this is so entertaining. This is so funny. Love it as a gift reaction.
1: It's like yeah. that car crash thing where you just want to tune in at first.
0: Mm-hmm. Until- so- You get that call, and it was your people in that car crash.
1: Yeah. In another Instagram video in 2020, Orlando claims Will Smith is his dad and claims Michael Jackson is his dad. And he claims Will Smith raped him and raped Orlando's kids. And Michael Jackson set it up. In part of the video, he claims to be Trent or Trey, Will Smith's older son. He keeps mixing up the names. He also claims he is Michael Jackson's son, Blanket. He says if he sees Will Smith, he will slit his neck. And why are he saying that he's holding a knife? Jeez. And obviously, these claims don't seem credible. And it is assumed he's suffering from drug addiction and mental health issues.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And they keep interviewing him. And obviously, I'm thinking that he's getting deeper into it and it's getting worse because the claims and the statements and the stories are getting so much more defamatory and grandiose at the same time. Yeah. It seems like his mental health and everything is starting to go down an even deeper hole than people thought. This one They could sue him, I'm just saying. They, they, they can really literally could. sue this man. But I think it's very telling the fact that nobody's estate or celebrity has because they know that this man is sick. Like, he needs help. He, he's sick. This one
1: has a happy ending in october 2021 it is reported orlando brown is sober and i really hope he is and did in peace he goes to rice church and said in a speech quote my name is orlando brown you may know me from a little show back in the day called that's a raven i went through a lot of i went through a lot i experimented with crystal meth with weed i didn't know what i was doing i was addicted to the internet all kinds of stuff my fiance told me about this place. And when I came, it was amazing. I had a blast. These brothers accept me for who I am. So it does look right now. He is sober. I looked at his socials. It doesn't seem like he's posting and maybe that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And he did show a picture with him, his fiance, and one of his kids. And I mean he looked healthy in it. So I hope it is. I I would, you know, hope we don't hear another crazy story. And hope you stay sober.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, That's why I waited until you got most of the story out, just until I said stuff, because I did see this update because, you know, I'll be following the blog sometimes. So I did see when um, he, like, said his testimony and everything. And I thought that was great because, yeah, he wasn't on the Internet. He was on the Internet continuously for so long and then he just dropped off that, you know, people were worried. So I was so glad when he popped up and it was because he had been in a better state of mind, he had found help and he had a support system. So I'm also happy for Orlando Brown. I hope that only good updates in the future and um, that just like him, when shit is wrong, people don't try to expose you, but more try to guide you to get help. It it takes a while. Some people are immediate, some people it takes a while, you know, but it's all about, you know, evolution and getting
1: better and being better. Yeah. So, last on our list is Kyle Massey. Born Fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> born August 28, 1991, Averdo. And Oof. Avi, his biggest role is That's a Raven and the spinoff Cory in the House, which ran from 2007 to 2008. Mm. And that was two seasons, 34 episodes. And he had some small roles here and there. He was on Dancing with the Stars in 2011 and he made it to the finals and was the runner-up. That's pretty much all we have for his background. So this is just a short little one.
0: Because he ain't done shit. He ain't shit. He never will be (laughs) shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On June 29, 2021, Kyle was charged with one count of immoral c- communication with a minor. This is alleged but Kyle allegedly sent photos to Jane Doe back in 2019 when Jane Doe was 13. Mm-hmm. And Doe, the victim's mother, claims Kyle has known Jane Doe since she was 4 years old and <gasps> knew she was a minor.
0: Oh, I didn't know that part.
1: Yeah. He allegedly sent Jane Doe a picture on Snapchat holding his penis and explicit videos and messages.
0: We he... gotta burn Snapchat to ground. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fucking Snapchat
1: headquarters? <laughs>
0: Y'all gotta fucking close. Yes, they... I'm done! <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it, it seems to be a re-return thing, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: With the minors! All mm-hmm. the minors! Okay, I'm sorry.
1: He asked the mother to send her daughter to live with him and his girlfriend when Raven's home was coming out, saying he would be able to get her a spot on there. And I believe this was before the mother found the images, so good thing she didn't.
0: Yes, good
1: thing. And at first, Anne sued for $1.5 million. Kyle claimed it was just an extortion attempt. And... Anne dropped her civil case when she realized Kyle would, could not pay. But then she went to the sheriff's office and he's still saying it's just an unfortunate attempt. And Kyle's mom, Angel Massey, went on Instagram live and she claims Kyle actually had an affair with Anne when he was 16 and she was seven years older. And that's how, Anne has a picture of Kyle's penis. Did you follow that?
0: Yes, that, that
1: uh, Which, okay. it's a weird defense. Like his mother's the one who's saying it, Kyle's mother, and she's like kind of twists twisting the situation, saying, No, he wasn't talking to minors when he was a minor, this grown woman talked to him.
0: So this woman, so his mama is basically saying. If I'm doing my math semi correctly, and when I say semi in the general area, she's saying that Kyle Massey hooked up with Jane Doe's mom, the one he was supposedly sending these pictures to. Uh huh. Um, and she kept this 2008 ish picture for over a decade through multiple phones. And it found its way on her child's phone.
1: Yeah, but this I, was
0: from an affair that she had when he was. And first of all, how did you learn about this affair, Angel? did, yeah. he, did Kyle just did he just confess this to you? Which or are have. you saying that you knew about an alleged affair back then, but you didn't say shit? Either way, it makes you look messy. Second of all, it's it's a bullshit claim. I don't believe it.
1: And I feel like Kyle now is more skinny. And when he was 16, he was still, like, a little chubby. So I feel like if the, was police, a if the police saw those photos, like, you could be able to tell a difference from a grown man and a 16-year-old, depending on how much of his, how much of him is in there.
0: I I feel, and as well as if they even just get the metadata from that bullshit. Yeah, that that, too. That that automatically cancels out any bullshit claim that Miss Angel Massey, which when you say it really fast seems like Angel Messy, because she's a messy ass motherfucker. um, It just puts her shit to shame because that doesn't make sense. I I don't believe it.
1: Yeah, I think you can tell her she's. Yeah,
0: picture resolution two thousand eight. Compared to 2020, 2021?
1: Yeah, it's weird. Mm -hmm. So on June 14th, Kyle is prohibited from having contact with minor children except in the presence of a responsible adult. And he cannot use the internet without a computer monitoring system. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And on June 28th, he did not appear for his arraignment, but a bench warrant was not issued until july 12th so a warrant is then issued for his arrest and kyle's lawyer says he has not been served and king county's da office have not returned their calls and the da's office said quote it is possible that mr massey's attorney is calling the wrong office And there was more, but that was pretty much the quote.
0: <laughs> Mr. Massey's lawyers just as dumb as his fucking client.
1: <laughs> and I saw one article from July twentieth, twenty twenty-one, just saying he was spotted at the gym, and he has an active warrant. But after that, there have been no updates. I looked. Why at is his...
0: nobody calling the police on this man? This man I... needs to be arrested. He has an active warrant, and y'all are spotting him at the gym. I'd be spotting him at the police station.
1: I looked at his Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I can't find anything. He does seem to be active on those. It doesn't seem like the case has been dropped. I would imagine his his team or the DA's office released a statement if something was dropped like that. So maybe lawyer talk behind the scenes. I don't know. But he still has a warrant and he's not in hiding. And I think Soja Boy just had a gender reveal. Yeah. And he was in the video, I believe.
0: Yeah, Soldier Boy another piece of trash.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't know enough about him.
0: Well, I can confidently say that without even doing the full-blown research that I know that Soldier Boy is a piece of non-recyclable garbage and I don't feel bad for saying so.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's where we leave off for Kyle Massey. I don't understand how he can have a warrant and how he can not be in hiding. Uh, I do want to look at his Twitter real fast. His last tweet was from March 11, 2022. March 11, 2022. <laughs> I was says, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that real fast. My land, I know. <laughs> and he said, I pray for all the people praying on my downfall. Get God involved ASAP
0: you need to get your fucking lawyer involved ASAP because here's my thing. I would be more partial and less on just pure the woman's side. If you were trying to put any effort in trying to clear your name and resolve this case, but it seems like you're running from it because why wouldn't you take care of this warrant? Why wouldn't you want this taken? Why wouldn't you want to move forward with this case to prove your innocence or are you trying to sow your oats before your ass is locked behind bars for decades? Like what, what is, I don't understand the objective in this behavior. Cause I mean, I feel like the, the mom at least showed her, showed how serious she was where she filled out this civil suit. Okay. She realized she wasn't gonna get the money, but it didn't stop her from at least wanting the justice. So she files the charges so we can get this criminal case going and it's just at a standstill
1: and just what he's tweeting is kind of weird like January 13th 2022 he says what's my Disney body count if you guess, I'll like the tweet he follows that with here's a clue your favorite Disney star is a bop and then he says here's a hint: Disney Channel games okay no more hints
0: um I'm going to tell you this, and this is not body shaming. This is coming from a woman who is shaped like the Missy Elliott in um, the ring <laughs> where she's wearing the plastic bag. So one. I'm not body shaming at all. Uh, but I am saying, who the fuck on the Disney Channel was giving Kyle some? <laughs> <laughs> and And here's the answer that I'm scared of. Somebody drastically younger than him. Oof. Because that's all I can picture, especially knowing that you texted a 12 year old,
1: 13,
0: a 13 year thir- old who you knew since she was fucking four. And
1: that makes it so worse, now, doesn't it, that he knew her?
0: Yes, because that means you just had you just had a feeling that she would be up for it, that you just knew and that you could protect your inappropriate goings-on with her because you were close to the family. Like, I don't like that. That's nasty as fuck. So, yeah, um, he's weird. He's, that's disgusting. What's your Disney body count? Don't nobody give a fuck. You're irrelevant and you're nasty. And you got a warrant out. And I don't talk to criminals. Bitch, ugh. Disney games. Bitch, now I can't even watch clips of the Disney games because your filthy ass done ruined it. (sighs) Disney games,
1: Kyle Massey, Corey in
0: the house, bitch, get out of my house.
1: <laughs> yeah, if he would have gone to his trials, I feel like he might have a little bit more credibility.
0: Credibility. He's not
1: super active on his socials, but I mean, there is activity from March 13th, from February. I mean, he's not silent. Like, if I feel like if we if they wanted to arrest him they could so i i, I don't understand what's what, the whole thing what that is. what's
0: happening i don't understand yeah i just uh yeah i saw kyle massey i could have got his ass but you know i let him run i let him run
1: yeah is it that i i don't know like
0: is the whole thing a sham is everybody lying <laughs> <laughs> don't make me go jesse conspiracy
1: <laughs> if there was but I feel like they would say that if there was, like, not enough evidence that there was something, the DA's That's office true. would release a statement. if Or at least dismiss it. He would release a statement. Yeah, it would say it's dismissed. It would say something. But the last thing I can find reported, and if anyone can find something, I've tried to, like, I've just looked at news. I kept doodling his name. I can't find anything. I went to his social medias and, like, scrolled, like, because he would post something, I would assume, and there's nothing.
0: Mm -hmm. and that's my you know I know how the judicial system is like real slow notoriously for being slow even worse since COVID and all that but I feel like honestly above all sexual assault cases whether they involve men women or children should be prioritized first then the murders then everything else can come after because when you drag these sexual assault sexual battery all these types of cases out for so long and if they're minors they get older and then sometimes they're not viewed the same because people are not viewing them in the light when this happened to them or it has such mental like bad uh it affects you mentally so bad where people end up um retracting their stories or people end up self Coping in ways that make them less credible or something happens to the victim. It's like so many things can happen. And I feel like whether it's to clear the accuser's name or to lock up the person accused, those cases need to be prioritized first and handled first so that there is a re- resolution and a ending. Um
1: maybe i know sometimes they say like you yeah, have until this day to turn yourself in so maybe that's just it they're giving him a day he could turn himself in on that day
0: they giving him eight fucking months 27 months yeah
1: i i don't get that either i i don't know that's i was just my speculation <laughs> trying I, brainstorm, I know, I like know. what's going
0: on jump down your goddamn throat jose what the fuck I you know. mean they're giving them some Are you
1: fucking stupid eight months <laughs> <laughs> This is a case that obviously we would give an update for, but that's where mm-hmm. we stand with it. With these three cases, I do personally like the Raven sandals better. I feel like we're on Law and Order SVU with how many Dun-dun. sexual assault ones come up. Like, yeah, it, it, it's you know, it, it's overwhelming sometimes for all those. So I do like the Raven Simone sandals.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, and a lot more funny material there than this uh tragic, sad ass shit in these last two stories. Um shit being Kyle's and sad being Orlando's.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, Raven, she's just a celebrity who had who puts her foot in her mouth. Um, Orlando is a man who just went through a very tough, hard time and a journey to become a greater person and kyle is a saga shit who won't clear his name because i think he might have done that shit yeah yeah that's well, crazy all in one show at all different paths let different. me see my disney body oh that that tweet bitch is cursed i don't what do you mean
1: disney games <laughs> yeah like right well, i i don't know i think when you are this charge is about sexual, you know, not assault, but something sexual. You would not be posting like that, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's, oh
0: And I keep thinking, like, also, it's like, um, I don't ever want to be famous and then not be famous anymore, but be so thirsty and sad for attention that I start trying to reveal sensitive details about myself for others like i don't ever want to be like i like this tweet or share this tweet and i'll tell you who i blew in the bathroom five <laughs> ten years ago that's... or you know whose coke i sniffed it off the table when i was 17 like no that's no I yeah don't... that's
1: that's going to be our our new way to get promotion <laughs> <What'd> we'll be like <laughs> Five retreats and we're we'll tell you who we slept with. Oh yeah, that was
0: a that was a good that was a, that was a good one. I, um, I enjoyed that, but yeah, um I'm not feeling Kyle.
1: No. Yeah. We do like to end every episode on a positive note with some media that we want to talk about, explore, discuss, shit on. Do <laughs> you want to go first? Or actually I have a media that I can do first. Uh a write-in.
0: You have a media.
1: Well uh, you right go first media. and then
0: I'll do it. Or, this or one you?
1: is Whatever. from our number one fan, Patricia. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, hey, Jose and Katrina. I thoroughly enjoy the podcast. It is very informative and hilarious. You guys are the best to ever do yeah. it.
0: You said it. Now <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she says, I invited to share my media with you. My media is Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody who loves me. It's such an iconic song, in my opinion. It makes me feel like I can do anything, including dance. Keep up the wonderful work. I wouldn't go to work without you guys.
0: Thank you, Trisha. <laughs> you so sweet and petite.
1: <laughs> and that is a great song. It's so a great media.
0: It's an okay song, you know? Really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay that's
0: hilarious so I give some media hated it
1: hey hate nah, I'm just
0: joking please um, don't
1: write I, send that in
0: no no I'm just I'm just bullshitting I'm just bullshitting <laughs> but yeah um I love Whitney Houston um honestly I don't think maybe there's songs I don't enjoy as much but I can I can honestly say I don't know the Whitney song that I hate really or I don't like really
1: yeah it's heard. impossible.
0: You guys, <laughs> don't even get me started. I'll jump through the screen. <laughs> uh, do you want to do your media? Yeah, I kind of had two medias. I had one related to this episode that I was thinking of as you introduced it, and then I have one that relates to me and you. Ooh, love it. And you. <laughs> <The first. laughs> The first one is a Cheetah Girl song. Like I said, um, I loved the Cheetah Girls. I even have a brief story. Me and this girl named Trisha may be related to whoever wrote that media. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Trisha and our other sister were with our grandmother, and Cheetah Girls was premiering for the first time. And if you knew back in the day, a Disney premiere was like, bitch, it was a fucking movie premiere like in real life Uh, so we were trying to catch it and we had left walmart and we were late and it was storming i was like we ain't gonna see cheetah girls i'm sitting there looking at the clock stressing we was like 10 minutes and we saw we watched it we loved it whatever uh then the second one came out and uh did the same thing but uh the piece of media i wanted to share is the song it's over from cheetah girls 2. this song is supposed to be emotional And it's talking about the breakup of the friendship and them going in different directions and that the band is over and it's over and they're all singing in different places, coming together and shit. And I love that song. And uh, it's special to me because I always sing slash make fun of it with my sisters. It's just the song that we like to sing out loud and joke around with. And so it just honestly became my favorite song because it makes me sad when i listen to it by myself but i can't stop laughing when i sing it with my sisters
1: oh yeah i i get that <laughs> so
0: you gotta watch cheetah girls
1: i i like, think when you watch it as an adult though for the first time the magic is probably gone
0: that's why i just listen to the song fuck acting. <laughs> <laughs> i'm only there, i'm only there for the music Um, the one that relates to me and you is so hilarious because I was watching a YouTube video. I would give credit, but I can't remember. And it wasn't like the best YouTube video, but it was basically talking about like horror movies, uh, their endings that actually are more bleaker than you think. And one of the movies that they were talking about was the invitation. And um, we were in our friendship era where we were just spending graveyard shift hours together you said well let's watch the invitation and it's a scary movie horror movie thriller whatever about this invitation to this dinner party that's supposed to go awry we were watching it and we were watching it and side note I have this thing where if I haven't seen a movie and I want to know what it's about, but I don't want to watch it, I Wikipedia
1: it. I hate when you do that, especially when we're watching a movie together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or or when we're watching a movie and I feel like it's not like I don't care anymore. I Wikipedia and Jose hates it. (laughs) Hates it. So we're watching The Invitation and it's just going on. And it's like, is this bitch is are we really just watching a dinner party movie? It's not no horror. So finally, I said, "Do you want me Wikipedia? Do you want me Wikipedia? I can look it up." And where Jose would never agree, he actually agreed, and that and he shouldn't have. That was his fault. I just want to say, <laughs> you should not have agreed. You should have just told me, Katrina. Put your damn phone down like you usually do, but you didn't. Uh-huh. So I looked it up, and of course, I read uh, out loud what happens in the turn of events, and we were like, "Oh, blah 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 blah, whatever, whatever." Unpaused the movie and literally it started fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> we were so mad that if we just would have waited a few more seconds, we would have not been spoiled and we could have enjoyed the whole movie. So it kind of ruined the movie for us, but then, you know, we just found it
1: funny. What's funny, and I just liked it. What's funny though is I do that now where I retropedia movies because I don't have the attention for them.
0: See, you always stealing (laughs) stuff from me and making it fashionable for yourself. (laughs) But
1: that is one of my favorite, like I don't even want to say it's a genre, but where you go to a dinner party and you can't leave for some reason. (laughs) Like I love that when that happens in a movie or a TV show.
0: I'm glad that we I've never, well, I haven't really officially been to a dinner party at hosted by you then <laughs> as <laughs> like, soon as i get that invitation i'm throwing that shit in the
1: trash if you think about it like you have who's afraid of virginia wolf you have that episode of the office oh. you have uh the invitation you have it's a disaster i love when people for some reason go to a place and they can't leave either because they are unable to physically something's blocking them or just because they keep arguing and they won't leave like something keeps them there
0: Mm. this is the end it was the end of the world
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah 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 yeah. i'm trying to think um it
0: took you a minute it's not carnage
1: with kate winslet
0: that's still on my list i want to watch it so bad it's like it's kate winslet and philip seymour hoffman too
1: yeah right yeah Um. it. It's I I love a movie in one setting where they just pretty much argue and they don't leave.
0: Yeah, we know fucking Malcolm and Marie.
1: Malcolm and Marie, like that kind of follows that. Um, Oh my
0: gosh. There is not a bigger Malcolm and Marie stand than you. I feel like. Thank you, Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Write a book.
1: Every time I see that, I'm on someone else's side
0: you know what (laughs) (laughs) so what's your media jose
1: before i tell you i also was going to do if i if we didn't do this podcast a podcast called guess who's coming to dinner where i talked about movies like that or books like that where you know dinner and they can't leave
0: you better cut this out we can still do that (laughs) this is is a fucking idea that somebody will take we can still do that
1: go ahead and take it. i have so many podcast ideas they're they're just coming out
0: like hot lava
1: yeah (laughs) if i had the time i would just do so many podcasts
0: you would if you could you'd be a full-time
1: podcaster Uh maybe that does
0: happen i'm going to support you
1: yeah maybe two more months and i'll be there Hey. <laughs> um, but mine is mine's a weird media. It's not really a specific one. It's hey. just what I've been listening to lately, and I've been listening to a lot of Donna Summer for some reason.
0: That's not a bad choice, but you know, no, I've I've heard you listen to disco, but Donna Summer specifically, disco? yeah. I,
1: just her. I've been listening to her. Um, so, All the Radio is one of my favorite, all-time favorite songs. That's a good one. Um, I first learned it, though, because on Selena's CD, one of them, she has, like, one called Disco Melody, where she just does, like, a bunch of disco songs. Mm-hmm. So, I've always loved it. and But hers, as you know, is just a small little section. So, I've been listening to that. And, of course... Um, last dance is one of my favorite songs and Mm. i was just thinking like her songs are so iconic like um she works hard for her money is something that's very like of the time i feel like but then you have love to love you and i feel like that one could come out right now and it would still be an amazing song
0: i agree um donna summer has some great songs where it's like oh and hot stuff Oh shit, yes. Yeah. It's like you're in two different groups. You're either in the group of, oh my gosh, Donna Summer is fucking great, fantastic. She has all these hits. Uh, and and you know she does. And then if you're not, you're in the other group where you're like, I don't know who the hell Donna Summer is, but iron ironically, you have heard and know all of her songs. You just don't know that that's Donna
1: Summer. Yeah, the ones I named are like probably her biggest ones, and it's so cool because some of their, her songs, you're like that is like peak disco. Like this defines disco. This is type of disco song, and then mm-hmm. some of them are like it's timeless, where it can be disco but it'll also be something right now.
0: Yeah, she has like pure disco hits. She has the disco mixed in with the ballad type, and then she has just the high up tempo type. Uh, she she was a very she was a very consistent eclectic artist like she she moved with the times i definitely remember listening to Donna Summer when I was growing up especially because of my mother my grandmother on my mother's side she was really big into disco that's how I knew the BGs and all the other uh disco men and ladies of the 60s and 70s and 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 on.
1: Yeah I feel like my mom also wasn't to it so she's always been there Donna Summer. And my mom, I guess. But. (laughs) But. It's like you said, like, sometimes you don't connect like, oh, this is a Donna Summer song. and Mm -hmm. You You just be
0: like, that's hot stuff.
1: Yeah, it it really is. Like, it becomes so big that it kind of overshadows her as an artist. Mm -hmm. And just listen to her songs, like songs, because I'm just like playing her music, just letting it go through. I'm hearing like. Kind of where these artists of today are getting like influence from her.
0: Yes. Everything's coming back around.
1: Now, how like I did, just for an example, like Beyonce's, what was that one? Blow. I felt hey. like that was very Donna Summer ish. Yes. Yeah. So that's my media. Um. I guess I'm in a Donna Summer stage in my life. I don't know how to feel about that.
0: Should be happy. Donna Summer is that bitch. May she rest in peace. Um, so fun fact, her daughter was on one of our favorite shows, uh, My Wife and Kids. She played uh second Vanessa. Really? Yeah, that's her daughter.
1: I did not know that.
0: Uh, I can't pronounce her last name, but her first name's Brooklyn.
1: Is it Summer?
0: No, it, it okay. starts with S, but it... <laughs> So, Donna, even her name, uh, but not, yes, yes, something like that. That's yeah. why I love that fucking, um Supremes episode even more because even though Donna wasn't one of those singers, it just makes me laugh.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> if you're in front of this, uh, <laughs> that is to... iconic. Anybody just imagine know? this imaginary line going across from my lips across the world if you're in front of behind the, this line yeah if you're behind this line you're backed up if you're in front of the line you're shut up <laughs> <laughs> love it we love um, our connection yeah that's mine do you have anything else to add before we finish this episode no um but
0: this was a great one um i love the new things that i learned and i like i liked our our medias you know
1: Oh, I have another little small media before, because I'm going to forget it, so I just want to say it now.
0: Say it now.
1: Okay, and La La Land, it's not really a dinner movie, but I love their dinner scene fight. Of course you do. I do when she's like, she's talking about it, and she's telling him he shouldn't, like, just be in this band. He should open a jazz club like he wants, and he's like, no one wants to go to a jazz club called Chicken on the Sidewalk. and she's like, change the name, and honestly I know every line from that and it's just so great and Emma Stone really does a great job acting in that scene I love it I watch it all the time just that scene
0: yeah I agree this was when Emma Stone became the actress I didn't know anymore like this was my bitch from Superbad and Easy A and then she started doing serious roles and then this bitch won an Oscar and I was like oh this ain't Easy A Emma no more (laughs) <laughs> this ain't this ain't crazy stupid love, Emma. She's in the big leagues. Big Easy league. is a
1: great one though.
0: But yeah, that's another one that you you pissed me off about because I was stood, I stood tall on never watching La La Land. I was never gonna fucking watch it. I was like, man, fuck that shit. Finally watched it, and as I'm watching, it, I'm like, okay, this is not bad. I see the chemistry. I like it. we reuniting. It's great. And then that fucking ending. Oh. I was like, "Oh, so we doing the misdirect thing? That's what we're doing." And you like, but they gotta do it like that because not every ending has to, not a happy ending means that this comes together. And the, and I was like, "Man, forget you for making points."
1: I love when romantic movies when they don't end up together.
0: Uh, it depends on the movie. Most of the time, I hate it. There's only been a couple cases where I was here for it. Yeah, I wish that would have happened in Love and Basketball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um thank you guys for listening if you want to reach out to us you can find our instagram at save spelled just like the podcast our gmail if you want to send us an email and share your media that is saveyoursorry at gmail.com spelled just like the podcast we do have a patreon with two episodes up right now the first one is about the queen of rap and her beefs the second one is about problematic media that we do like and why it's problematic mm-hmm. it is four dollars a month go on there if you want to listen i we don't have any right now but we will shut you out if we ever do get one <laughs> and i i really do think they're great episodes and if you want to reach us on twitter that's Savior. sorry but the your is about you are and that's pretty much the one i run but katrina also has a personal one kind of affiliated with the podcast. Like you post yeah, podcast stuff and non-podcast stuff. I just use it. I was those.
0: about to say, I I <laughs> I be on Twitter sometimes. Um, you can follow me if you
1: want. I don't know. <laughs> and, and that's save your sorry K. So save you are sorry and then K-A-Y, is that correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. So follow her on there because if you some people just use Twitter. And if you want to talk to Katrina, she's on Twitter too. Yeah, what the fuck you gonna say to me? <laughs> <laughs> Keep that same energy, but <laughs> they might love the show. You better done <laughs> uh,
0: Then I go back into my introvert. Oh, well, thank you, you queen. I, I appreciate your listens. <laughs> I think
1: on the podcast, people don't realize how shy I am. Like I'm really a shy person in real life, and. <laughs>
0: we're the people who we're we're flowers we don't bloom until you know us
1: yeah yeah so like sometimes on social media i'm like i just can't i can't and i it's like i'd spend like three hours of getting a message just to say thanks so much
0: (laughs) (laughs) jose texts me what the fuck should i say and then and then i text jose what the fuck should i say
1: Please reach out to us because we do enjoy it, even though we're not that good at it. Um,
0: Yeah, we do love interactions. You know, what's the word? Um, uh, Practice makes perfect.
1: Yes. (laughs) We're dead there one day. Um, But And please leave us a review. Rate us five stars. If you know anything about Kyle Massey, let us know. Let your law enforcement know. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Bye.